This sports arena is Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four of every pay-per-view and special in between. You myself, Paul, I'm joined as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Do you know what Hollywood Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Goldberg and many others have in common? I actually do. None of them have been on Sports Arena talking about East Extreme Rewind in 2021. Oh, I see what you did do. That's very clever. We also find out something they didn't do in um, 1998 as well. They weren't talking about Extreme Rewind on that day either. They weren't. And they weren't facing a member of a tag team. But, um, yeah, we are still just holding on to dear life to 1998. Um, as we look at episodes 294 and 295 of ECW Hardcore TV, on our way to Guilty as Charged 1999, a pay-per-view with a card that never happened. <laughs> but it does have Tammy Lynn Sitch in a beach, on a beach talking about it a lot. Hey, I'm extreme and I'm guilty as charged. Buddy, it's guilty <laughs> charged. Um, yeah, no, I've never they're hyping up a great pay per view that's not actually, um, yeah, no, a pay per view. So that's, that's weird. I'm really got excited about a TV title match that we were never going to get. Yeah, so yeah, the 12th of November 1998 episode 294 starts off with Shane Douglas in the ring screaming at Taz to put him in the Taz mission. Just very um, and suplex him, and suplex him, break his neck. Yes, like he he did with Sabu. Um, yeah. So Taz basically moved forward to do it, and then sort of Shane Douglas did like but 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 kind of thing, and it went into the intro. I don't think you ever really found out. Nope, didn't pay off. Cool. I just want to make sure I did. But if you do. <laughs> No, we never found out. We never got the payoff, but we know that he didn't, and there was a but. So, yeah. We then had Jerry Styles did an update on injuries in ECW. Um, Shane Douglas had a broken wrist. Again. Uh, a random reporter was injured by the Dudleys. Yeah, so this was the guy that was... So, so the Shane Douglas apparently was bitching about the Dudleys not finishing the job when destroying Sabu. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, it wasn't them anyway. A um, little bit revisionist in regards to kind of how that all played through, as as usual. Um, and apparently some radio DJ in New York had reported this. So the Dudleys got cross and beat him up. I mean... Look, yeah, basically. I, I love everything the Dudleys are doing at the moment I'm just sort of getting fed up with the way they're getting treated but we'll get to that in the second episode um yeah Taz teams up with Shane Douglas again and Sabu Peens Shane Douglas again he's got highlights of that the um what you said about the the Tammy Lynn on the beach about her body being guilty as charged or extreme or whatever it is it's there it happens if you want to see it go watch it that happens um FBI are in the ring and they introduced a new member, the, the one-man gang. One yes. Man gang has arrived in the FBI. Um, um, 
now the the tag they're against are Chris Chetty and Nova. Yeah. And I thought that was a really weird tag team. It is here. Yeah. But in about a year and a half, they probably become one of your favourite tag teams. Yeah. Mate, sort of. Yeah. Um, but isn't it weird though? Because here, I thought, oh, my notes were just like, Nova and Chetty's a tag team weird. Then I put afterwards, but end up becoming a pretty amazing tag team in ECW. And also, it was it was that kind of oh, that's weird. Where's you know why why is uh, Meanie's obviously on the outside for some reason? And then a flag a sign flashed up. So one of the fans was holding a, slide, a sign saying Meanie sold out. Yeah, and obviously Nova, we get to it later on with him. But yeah. I guess this must have been yeah. Meanie turned up on Sunday Night Heat, didn't he, to join the Job Squad? Yep, off to for Blue Dust. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, on before Mania for 15, I think it was 15 Rock versus Stone Cold because he was in Gold Dust Corner. Yeah, so we're on the road to WrestleMania 15, and um, yeah, so yeah, all sort of gosh, it's crazy, isn't it? Yep, but even this though, from like a dated point, the more you learn about how much. WWE really didn't fucking know about ECW that the idea that Meanie turned up and did the blue dust sort of gimmick like now when it was like a two week segment two years ago or like a year and a half ago yeah, and then Dudley's turn up and Bubba sort of comes in doing the stuttering gimmick when that was like two years ago yeah it's quite yeah. wild how as much as people are like, oh, they were watching ECW and you think, I don't know if they fucking were. I mean, they weren't watching it up to date, were they? Because, they, they were watching tapes from a while ago. Yeah, because if I debuted the Dudleys, I would want this Dudleys. I wouldn't go, oh, can we go back to the stuttering bit? That was really cool. You'd want these, you know... Promo cutting, take no shit, kind of baddest tag team on the planet, Dudleys. No, yeah. Rather than oh, do the stuttering thing. That was hilarious. Especially in in attitude, you know, you can almost understand it if they came out in the PG era and they'd signed like like the like the Bushwhackers. Yep. You know, they signed the Sheep Herders. This this bloodthirsty hardcore match. Exactly. brutal team and made them kid friendly because it was the 80s and they were all you know whatever so the sheep herders become bushwhackers and it's all about you know running around and and you know funny noises and 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 weird walks and you know you get that if that's what they were doing but bearing in mind they were bringing the the, the dudleys into um into attitude era mm. yeah you would have thought they would have kind of you know Pick up where you left off, rather than let's reset you with a game, with a with a stuttering gimmick because yeah. that's what got you over. Or at least some sort of sort of middle ground, isn't it? Weird. Um, so yeah, so one man gang in the FBI, forgotten FBI member. Whether it's one night or whatever, I still didn't know. We who, can only hope. I never knew he was a part of the FBI, so that was. Um... Did you know Mabel was? Um, yes. Just remembering it from the show. Yeah, just from um, 
the when we'd seen the pay-per-view before. Yeah. So I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten that's where he came in on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Until we rewatched rewatched the pay-per-view. Yeah, I remember. He, yeah, I remember he came in as a one night only. That wasn't. But again, there's you know there's more members of the FBI. Whether it one night is a lot, then I think people. Yes. Realise they're like loads and still got more to join. And it's funny how Big Sal was a member, and then has disappeared. Yeah, I mean, and we know we'll come back as a member. Exactly, a, a full-on member as well. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised. I thought this was going to be Big Sal. So did I. I. Yeah, so did I. So it sort of had like a weird kind of half pop for something that happened like you know 20 plus years ago because I didn't expect it. But, um, the Italian dream. So one man gang come out. He's once again back to being strong. So not squashed by Spike Dudley, one man gang, back to being a strong legend killing machine, one man gang. He takes out Nova. Um, so he's a beast again. Chetty runs to the back to find a partner. Dreamer's music hits. Dreamer comes out because he's got unfinished business with One Man Gang because of the Just Incredible situation. Um, random. It's random. He sort of beats up One Man Gang. The One Man Gang's gone. Uh, the match sort of back and forth. Nothing too spectacular. Just Incredible runs out. Hits Dreamer with a cane shot. Smothers gets to the pin. And FBI get the W. Yes. I, I, I'd still... So, firstly, when, when Chetty went back, um, because I just clicked on, I hadn't watched what matches we were getting. When Chetty went back, I assumed we were getting Spike Dudley. Would have made sense. I thought we were, we were going to do the, the Spike Dudley and One Man Gang stuff again. Yeah. Um, Dreamer came, coming out felt really weird. Um. And then the bit that I, I continue to chuckle to all the time is you've got, you know, the three of them beating up Nova, which means Nova can't continue, which is why Chetty has to find a new partner. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, there's chair shots and, and run-ins and all the rest of it. And, and none of that's, that's called, none of that's an issue, none of that's a DQ because it's ECW. But when you have things like Just Incredible come in, you have to do the piece where, Jason and Chastity and Tommy Richard distracting the referee to allow Tommy Tommy, uh, Tommy to get hit by Just Incredible, and then Just Incredible gets out the ring and no one notices what happened, even though no one's fucking DQing anyone. So why uh, the the fact that they still have to go through this charade of uh, oh and he didn't see was just really weird. Yeah, no. Uh... Massively. I mean, it is a it's a good win for FBI, but it just it, in the grand scheme kind of meant nothing. But no, I mean, the biggest thing that seems to be coming out of this is um, the evolution of Nova. Yeah, which is which is good because obviously we know sort of later on, but I don't know how long it takes him to get there. If that makes sense, no. So if he just sort of shuffles around for a period, um, like. Sherry Lynn has done like a few of them have done. What do you think? It's only look, next pay per view, uh, Living Dangerously, is where Lynn springs into life as the new effing show. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I kind of thought, I don't know, he's still got time, I guess, but it's just weird, isn't it? He's just sort of done nothing really until sort of that. 
Um, Lance Storm comes out, says that he's been watching wrestling with shadows, holds up the VHS, says he won't get screwed like that um, by Paul Heyman or because he's near home. And that's why he's not working Mikey tonight and walks off. Yep. Which I thought was just it was standard, but it's good. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I think this was the first. No, or was it after? I can't remember if it was this promo or the one. Next one from Calgary, Canada. Yeah. Yeah, it's the next promo. And I didn't realize, I mean, maybe the whole Brett thing was the thing that they took to get the Canadian sort of pride thing. But yeah, no, it's the next promo he drops it. Uh, Mikey then grabs the mic, talks a little bit shit about Storm, calls out anyone who wants a wrestling match. Uh, Rob Price comes out, and Mikey said, I said, I said, one wants to wrestle, not a fight. So he left. Price calls out anyone who wants to fight. New Jack comes out. Uh, Price just gets murdered, really, by New Jack here. Yeah. Um, I mean, this whole bit felt really bizarre in the sense of it was a lot of people calling people out and then not actually wrestling them. Mm, this is almost um, like a heel face kind of moment again, though. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's that's the issue in the sense of, you know, Lance Storm doing it is is absolutely totally true to her char- his character. And, you know, you can see that and that makes sense and all the rest of it. And then when you get into Mikey doing the call out of anyone in the back, only then to kind of chicken shit and run away, just a very strange twist. And, you know, really interesting. And, and maybe, you know, this, this kind of halfway heel thing they're doing with him. But he's no longer the plucky underdog. He's now the the triple crown winner who's won very, everything and, you know, is, is, is competent and whatever else. Um, Which is fair. It's, it's what he should be. But it's just sort of switched. But it should be a promo. Yeah. It should be a promo of him going off. <clears throat> him getting called an underdog by... Joey Styles and basically him always turning heel, sort of saying, "Who?" The I mean, you could do you? it with the fans, yeah. Who you know, the hell are you calling? You, you an see underdog? me as, you know, this me as plucky young Mikey, the kid who, you know, you know, you you pity and hope is all right and all the rest of it. I'm a fucking three-time Triple Crown champion. Yeah, I'm two-time Triple Crown. Runner. Yeah, but you know, he could literally just, you know, like you said, go on that. Be like, I'm the probably the most successful man in this locker room. You know, there's loads of stuff that he could, yeah. but again, just what wasn't needed. So yeah, Rob Price got murdered. It felt almost like a last time we're seeing Rob Price kind of murdering. You know, he'll probably be back with Justin Incredible, but it just it had that vibe about him. We think you're not going to be around for much longer now. Yeah, because you really didn't get anything in this match. They kind of really sort of slaughtered you. Yes. Uh, so that happened. Number one contenders match for the TV title against RVD at Guilty as Charged. Just incredible versus Masato Tanaka. We spoke many moons ago in a tag team partner match how we didn't realise we wanted to see this match. And here it is. We get to see it. Heatwave 98. Um, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, just yeah. Heatwave 98, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. Again, it was another match I didn't know happens. Um, so very much enjoyed it happening. Was buzzing when I saw it. It was on the listings. And um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, Dreamer came out, and helped out, and Sasaki Tanaka get the win in um, a receipt for what happened earlier on. Yeah, uh, really good. And and looking forward to Tanaka versus RVD at the pay per view. Yeah, we all are. 
I'm, I'm sure it'll be a fantastic match. Uh, we then get a whole bunch of promos. Just uh, skim over these, really. RVD and Bill Alfonso basically talk about going to Japan. If they don't win the titles, they're going to split up. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Which RVD's all for, because you could do with some more singles action. <laughs> so it's quite funny. Uh, Nova basically sitting there spitting, washing his mouth out with water. Saying about Raven sort of screwed him, Stevie screwed him, Meanie screwed him. It's now time to sort of find out who he is type deal. Take his, take himself more seriously. Yeah, which is fair. So it'll be, yeah, be interesting to see the evolution of Nova. Uh, Dudley boys are going to Japan. Yes, they are. They're leaving everyone behind, not because of travel, but just because they want to do it by themselves. Exactly. It's nothing to do with ECW not having a lot of money. So that's happening. Um, was there a quick Danny Doran roadkill chickens thing? There was. Yep. Yes. They're involved with that again. And then just incredible. Yep. Um, I guess in a somewhat controversial sort of loses his head with Chastity about what she's wearing. She needs to be wearing what he gives her and tells her to put the shirt back on. Yeah. And you know it's real because he calls it Denise. <laughs> Shoot, brother. Yes, uh, but you, this is not just incredible talking to Chastity. This is PJ Palaco talking to Denise. But again, um, it, it gets him uh, across as like a dick, so the hate will remain. So, yeah, I mean, it's really <clears throat> weird that the way you turn Mikey Whipwreck heel ish is he calls out anyone and then chicken shits. The way you start turning Chastity face is you show that actually she's fairly attractive under the outfits that she's been wearing. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, it's... Um... Oh, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that happens. But Chastity must be about to go as well. Well, yeah, because she debuts with Sandman. With Hack. Yeah, or even before then, is she not at the Raven vignettes at the house? She is, because she's Raven's sister, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be like... So I, I think that's December. I think that could be any time. It is any time. So, yeah, I guess that's why um, she's getting kicked out, because she's going. Just like Nicole Bass is, um, I think, in WWE currently, isn't she? I don't know, because she's, she's with him with uh, with uh, Guilt is Charged. So. Well, when does she? Oh, she's with Sable. WrestleMania 15. I think it's the same WrestleMania. If it's the same WrestleMania, she either with Sable or debuts. But she's. T- March 28th, 1999. Yeah. So, yeah, we're three months away from that. As you say, she's at the same WrestleMania that Meanie's at. So, um, it's really weird that they seem to be doing an angle to write out chastity, but don't do an angle to write out Meanie or God knows how many others. But again, we don't know how it went. I mean, a lot of these might not have had contracts, like Bam Bam Bigelow had a dispute and just left. Yeah. So how how was it with the others? I mean, did Meany not technically have a contract? I mean, you don't really know, do you? 
No. So I, I no. couldn't see the WWE waiting for his contract to expire to poach him. Same with Nicole Bass. It probably would have been that they didn't have or an exchange. I don't know. I don't really know how it all works, but um, it just seems weird sort of the people they're taking. But meeting the job squad made a lot of sense. But um, yeah, Bass, I guess they wanted China 2.0. And um, uh, it was a Vinnie Russo. Yeah, Paul, wasn't he? Because he was a big fan of Nicole Bass from the um, Howard Stern show. That's true. Days. So episode two hundred and ninety-five, um, eighteen. No, yeah, is it eighteenth of? Yeah, it is. We've got one left of nineteen ninety-eight. Eighteenth of um, December ninety-eight. Yeah, we fly over to Japan. This is where we get the listing you made reference at the beginning. It lists all the champions through the past year in other federations and basically says none of them went to Japan to defend their title while Shane Douglas has. I don't know if that was a thing or not because there's probably a lot of countries that haven't been to defend their titles. But um, Japan was one that was plucked. Yeah. but And, uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, fair enough. I'm, I'm yeah. I mean, it that's, works. That's... It works. It gets him to name drop. It gets him to throw. Um, and sort of digs that aren't really relevant, but they feel relevant because they're making them. So that all works. Uh, we cut straight into a match, Shane Douglas versus um, Gado. Now, I find this strange because they straight away, they had this free audience here to present the sort of Gado however they wanted to. And their route was to say, he's not really a singles wrestler. He's mainly just a tag team wrestler. But he's here as a singles wrestler um, competing for our world title. Yeah. And then proceeds to just show highlights of the match. But the majority of the highlights is Gato getting the upper hand on their heavyweight champion. Yeah. And I just feel like you've presented him as one half of a tag team who's not really does singles but here he is on the verge of becoming your world champion. It just seems, I don't know, again, I might be looking too much into it, but I, I just feel everything that's going on, maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes with Shane Douglas. I just think he's getting buried all the time. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know when he leaves because I think that's coming up fairly soon, isn't well, it? living dangerously um, again. But it is that weird thing again you know like we had the we, we bumped into with him versus Axel Wright and a few others when he kind of came back in the sense of shouldn't be that competitive and I understand that because you're doing a ECW FMW super show mm. you don't want to bury their people but there's you're, you're right there's ways and means you know this guy's never been a singles wrestler and yet he's holding our world champion to uh it, I mean it's just it's just like I understand do it but maybe if you want to be like that just don't show the match just show you know highlights from the night and have them brawling or whatever and pick another match yeah or or just as you said you know do it to a point where you're not pulling out the fact that you know he's a singles wrestler and all the rest of it they, they're, they're again they're so worried about the smart fans who know who Gado is 
from FMW and I read, read through pro, pro Wrestling Illustrated and, you know, know about him and Jado and, and, you know, them being the FMW Brass Knucks tag champs and all the rest of it. That um, That's the thing I looked it up. Um, that They're not playing to the general TV audience. They are they are very lost in the fact that their fans are the smart fans. And therefore, I can't present him to be anything other than part of a tag team, blah, 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 because people will know. Yeah. Oh, it's just... Um, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, Douglas does get the the win and all that, and it's fine. But I just, I just again, I just found it weird. Weird handling of the situation in my sort of opinion. I mean, I don't know who else went out to Japan, but I feel like someone else must have. Surely it couldn't literally just been the tag match and then Shane Douglas. No, you'd, you'd think there was there was someone. Um, I'm surprised that Taz you know, never we went to these loops because his whole sort of strong style, you think the crowd would actually love it out there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so that happened. We then got a video feud of Sabu and Taz, uh, promo from RVD and Sabu and all that lot again. <clears throat> um. Yeah, nothing wrong with this. Nothing major that I took out of it, if I'm honest. But yeah, that happened. Anything major stand out for you from any of this bit? No, it's the same stuff we've seen 75,000 times now. Um, you know, it's again one of those kind of, all of last week's show was, you know, he's, he had to go back to the hospital because Taz got him again and... You know, he's he's just you know breaking his neck, and we don't know if he can walk, and we don't know if he's gonna. Oh, he's got on a plane to Japan. No, he's all right. He's turned up. He's he's here. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost sort of switched off from that because it sort of just it annoys me more than I probably should allow it to. Mm. You know, because it is sort of just like okay, what what are we actually. Like doing here, how can you keep telling us this guy's his neck's broken, but then we just it's not, you know, it's just, um, it's just frustrating more than anything. Um, to the duh, so we have that we have Jerry Lynn versus Mikey Whitwreck from back in the States. So, back there, yeah, uh, what do you think about this? It was fine, um, it was. Good enough match, um, you know the whole the whole thing of this match is Lance Storm. Yeah, um, the whole focus of this match is Lance Storm, which I'm not hating on. Um, uh, so yeah, it was it was it was you know fine. It's one of those kind of weird kind of you know they're going to wrestle each other 27 times to to build up for a match where they're wrestling each other. Um, and that's, you know, they, they don't have much going on. The only person that's getting any mic time is Lance Storm, which again, isn't a bad thing. But um, it's good, it's crazy. Yeah. You're led to believe in every other promotion he can't talk, similar to RVD. Yeah. And is he, is yeah. he going to cut, you know, a riveting heartfelt promo? Maybe not, but he can talk. He does all right. He's, he he's, he's holding my attention with it. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So I think I think he's doing great stuff. So that happens. Uh, we get to see the promo from Just Incredible that we saw last week. They really show that again. Poor Denise. 
Uh, we didn't see Mike Olsen versus Masato Tanaka from Heatwave 1998. Obviously, I'm guessing it's the FMW connection. So, um, although they don't, they don't build that in any way, shape, or form. This entire match is just thrown to with, you know, Masato Tanaka being the number one contender for the TV championship, um, and someone who thinks he's got a great chance of doing that, and and you know would be a great champion is Mike Awesome match. Yeah, no, um, weird. I said my my gut was I thought maybe it must have been because of everything's FMW, both FMW legends sort of almost made sense. Yeah, would have would have taken six seconds to to actually make that a thing. Would have would have hung to get hung together really well. Um, would have made perfect sense. Would have set this match into some sort of context. Would have set this match into some sort of level of importance. You know, they fought all over Japan and all over FMW, yeah. and then they exploded in ECW. And here's yeah. you know what happened. Exactly. Basically, well, our top stars are over in Japan. Let's not forget back at Heatwave where two of their top stores come over here and pulled out an absolute classic. Do you know what I mean? It had the connection. And we signed them both. And, you know, one of Tanaka's hardest matches we've seen on him on a tear over the last year with ECW and Rob Van Dam's got his work cut out for him. Um, yeah. Just, just, just kind of like, and here's a match. And it did take me a minute. I, I was watching it and how kind of, um, is that Corrigan Hall? Are they, are they, is, is awesome back? Is, is this, is this, Oh no, it's Heatwave '98. Okay, right. Yeah, so um, oh, so weird, isn't it? So weird that I mean, yeah. it just felt again, just fell up. Uh, main event time: Dudley Boys in brackets champions versus RVD and Sabu from um, FMW. Um, yes, from the Super Show. And if the Dudley Boys retain their championship, then. RVD and Sabu have to stop teaming. And more for me, I thought RVD and Sabu stopped teaming. Snap. <laughs> I just assumed. I thought, yeah, it makes sense. Sabu sort of plods off and does that. Do, do you know why I thought that? Amongst various other reasons. Because they've only just got the championship back. Yeah, I mean, I sort of said at the beginning about the Dudleys being misused. I think this is one of them. I mean, they're, they're a team that are so much stronger with the belts, but they're also a team that can't keep talking like this if they lose the belts every other week. It, to, to be the baddest... So, so they you are. Know, it's like Mike Tyson called himself the baddest man on the planet, but he gets knocked... He only wins, like, you know, three out of his last five fights. They're, they're, they're flip-flopping these championships and it's really weird but I, um, I feel that's because they've got themselves in a situation where they don't want to take the TV title off RVD the world title is 100% quite with Shane Douglas until they're ready to flip it to Taz so to... except Savu's your, your number one contender we keep getting told that yeah this is true and RVD's you know and, and this is exactly what we said about why they flipped it before November to remember and why we're all right with it being flipped for November to remember because you're tying all of your championships up in one match. Yeah. And so it made perfect sense for, and I, I, I love RVD with two belts. I love the Fonzie 
uh, walk around where he, he <coughs> you know, untaps the first belt and then he gets introduced to the other one. And he, you know, I love all of that. Um, I love the dynamic between Sabu and RVD and RVD, you know, carrying his partner and all the rest of it. I just don't understand why you need to keep taking the belts off the Dudleys because they've not had a decent run on this yet. This is their, they are, they are the five time champions. They have beaten the record of public enemy, which last week, I think it was, we were speculating that this is all leading to no, none of that, none of that, none of, well, I mean, it might still, but none of that, it doesn't involve the championships. Um, They've held the belts on this run. 37 days they are their five championship runs add up to 137 days i mean rvd and sabu on their first run um held it for uh, 119 days candido and lance dorm who they beat it for beat them for it Held it for two hundred and three days. And that's the thing. And where would you really? Obviously, Dean Sabu go on to hold it for another one hundred and twenty-five days. And where would you even put, you know, Candido and Storm in this conversation of sort of great tag team champions? You wouldn't really. I don't think. I. You know, the team was like a buffer for the few. So you know. Our, our joke tag team that we thought, you know, it was funny they got a run, yeah. the FBI, their run of 48 days is longer than any single Dudley Boys run. Dudley Boys have not allowed, held it longer crazy, than a month. 37 days is the longest. Um, Gangsters held it for, for I get 28. It. I, I get it. The um, arena, there's certain things and the pop of beating the Dudley boys is always a go-to because they are just, they're dicks. So the pop of beat, but there comes a point where like, say if you do it too much, surely, you know. So uh, spoilers for a, a wrestling promotion that went out of business 20 years ago, but you know, so we had, um, the eliminators, April, th- oh no, let's go all the way back. So, uh, yes, so the Eliminators, uh, February 3rd, 1996. They held it for 182 days. They dropped it to the Gangsters, who held it to 139 days, dropped it to the Eliminators, who held it for 85 days, dropped it to the Dudley Boys for the first run for 29 days. Eliminators won it back, 68 days. Dudley Boys won it back from them, 29 days. Gangsters won it from them, 29 days. Dudley Boys from them. 34 days. Gangster Nators won it from them, 28 days. FBI then, 48 days. Can-Am Express one day. Candido and Lance Storm 203 days. Arvid and Sabu, 119 days. Dudley Boys, 8 days. Masato and uh, Mahoney and Tanaka, 5 days. Dudley Boys, 37 days. Sabu and RVD, 125 days. They're going to drop it to the Dudleys for 92 days. Spike and Balls then win for 26 Dudley boys win it back again. They hold it for a day, drop it to Spike and Balls again for 12 days, who then drop it to the Dudley boys, who hold it for less than a day before, uh, who then lose it on the same show to Dreamer and Raven. So their eight runs, they've got another 93 days out of the other three remaining runs. And most of those are in one 92-day run. It's just insane, isn't it? It's just... 
bizarre. Dreamer and Raven then go on to hold it for 136 days. Because yeah. why wouldn't they? Like I said, it's just the most bizarre setup. I mean, I really think it is. I mean, it's like obviously super credible team. You can't sort of knock their ability, but it's just sort of just so weird how it all sort of plays out. Because I just, I just, I don't know. I just remember them having the titles for not forever, but for ages. So their entire their entire title run through ECW, their eight reigns are about two hundred and thirty four days all in. Candido and London Storm was two hundred and three. The Super Destroyers were two hundred and eighty three. Public Enemy was one hundred and seventy four on their first reign. It's just weird that their eight title reigns are tiny compared to, you know, some of the, the, the single reigns that that happen. Yeah, no, massively. It's um... Also, what I didn't realise is Bulls Mahoney goes on to win the championship twice more. Um, Axel. Still never with... Um, no, that's weird, isn't it? I know he Axel. wins it with Spike. They do it at a pay per view, yeah. Twice, yeah. Um, it's just also crazy, isn't it? There's no way to get around it. It's just crazy, but yeah. Doring and Roadkill, I and I know you know absolutely different times, but Doring and Roadkill held it for 129 days. It's mental. Um, yeah, just just. The most bizarre. And that's before I get into the spoilers as to how they win it off of RVD and Sabu. Uh, but yeah, we've got new tag team champions, by the way, in case you didn't guess. We do. And RVD and Sabu aren't breaking up, which is a good thing, yeah, which no, I'm happy with. In the long run, I'm happy with that. I think it's good. That takes to the end of um, the episode. A couple of interesting weeks. Uh, it's nice to go to Japan. I mean, again, no critical about the match choices. The way he handled Shane Douglas, but that's just splitting. It is nice to have a change of scenery. I do like the red ring. It's a different vibe. I love, I love the fact that it's a yearly tradition. You know that that kind of December January time is them in Japan with FMW. I love the fact that it's a yearly tradition. Um, I love the fact that there's that relationship. It's been great, you know, watching the people come through. Amazing watching Gado, who we know go on to be the mastermind behind so much yep. of, of New Japan Pro Wrestling um, in the ring and doing his stuff. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I like lots about the shows. Um, it's just some of the, the, the booking of the Dudleys and this, this weird flip-flopping of championships it's just makes me scratch my Unnecessary, head. but I think they've got the other belts held up, so I think this just feels the sacrificial belt, but it doesn't justify but, it. But you've you've held yeah. the belt up with Shane Douglas, who for a year has been on the shelf because of injuries, and continues to have injuries. Um, you should have flipped it. You shouldn't have put it on on. You shouldn't have put him up against Dallas. No, you should have had him losing Taz in May, and move things on. And because you've got that belt held up, I mean, you could have had Shane Douglas chasing and Taz the champ. You could have had 
you could have had Sabu steal it and and go from there. But you know, the, this flip flopping of the tag team championships is is just head spinning, especially considering the ridiculously long long reigns oh, of the other two championships. Had say I don't know Taz is the world champion, for example. Shane Douglas come back from injury, have a whole thing about saying it's his belt, it's his belt. Threaten to sue ECW, take ECW to court to a point where they have to strip the belt and then rename Shane Douglas the world champion, and that leads Taz to sort of taking him on for the world title. There's loads of ways he could have done it, but um, yeah, so that's that. Yeah. But more importantly, the question that everyone wants to know, what was your match of the week? Is that really the question, Denise? Um, I uh, A match that ends up having no consequence, but um, I did enjoy uh, Just Incredible versus Masato Tanaka. Um, really good match. I'm glad they didn't just kind of do the same old shit we were expecting. Really nice to see Masato Tanaka mucking around with other people rather than just Balls Mahoney yeah. and the Dudley boys. Um, yeah, really, really liked it. Um, uh, you know, could have done without Tommy Dreamer coming in, but I understand where they're going with it and that's fine. Um, but Just Incredible is great at the moment. I, you know, the Lance Storm stuff was, was really good. The Jerry Lynn versus Mikey Whipwreck match was good. Um, and the Gado versus Shane Douglas wasn't bad, um, but I, I I really enjoyed Tanaka versus uh, Just Incredible. Fantastic choice. Um, have your say and have your say on all things ECW or current wrestling at underscore Sports Arena is where you will find us on Twitter and Instagram. Get involved in the conversation. If you're using hashtag ECW, um, there's a good chance you're at least minimum get a like and um, retweet from us because um, we're always checking for them because we love people still. Talking extreme, especially in 2021. It's good to know the revolution is still living on. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week as we head towards um, Guilty as Charged and see how this card unfolds. 1999 beckons. We are going to be crashing into uh, oh, 99 next um, week. We can work out a year in review reward awards ceremony thingy. That's true. And we're five oh. away from the next Mount Rushmore. So we've got that coming up in the next few weeks as well. Plus then the guilty of charged pay-per-view. So it's, it's busy times. There's, there's Don't no you time to get involved with the show. So much great stuff happening. Um, yeah. Be back next week. See you then. <laughs>